Welcome to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we unpack the week's big political stories. I'm Mike Siluma, and thanks for joining us. This week, we thought we should catch up on the build-up to arguably the major political event of the year, which is the ANC's elective conference taking place in December. Among other things, we look at the state of play in the provinces, as well as the names of some of the candidates which are bubbling to the top. Uh, joining me for that conversation is Sunday Times Politics Editor, Sponwin Keshoba, as well as uh, William Kometa, who's the Associate Professor in the School of uh, Governance at Fitz University. With immediate effect. When people zone. And I quote, in two years' time, Eskim's problems will be a thing of the past. People won't even remember load shedding, unquote. They put saliva on the paper. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in charge. And then they share that zone. Point of order, Jefferson. Order, Jefferson. Point of order, ruling party by point of order. Must step aside within 30 days. No, I'm not going to apologize. He has no brains whatsoever. The ANC president was sabotaged again yesterday. Well, sabotage, that can be This is not a shit. Welcome uh, to the both of you. Let us start with you, The Apart from electing a new party president, what does the conference do? What goes on its agenda? Thank you so much for, for inviting me uh, once again. That is why the, the many within the ANC get very irritated when you call their national conference an elective conference because the conference is also a platform where the ANC members also get to discuss policy issues and then um, whatever decision that is taking there because it's the, it's the highest decision-making structure uh, their national conference whatever whatever decision that are taken there uh, are, are then binding so when they um, discuss policy issues that's where they determine policy for the party which then gets reviewed uh, mid-term and then um, also goes to the policy conference and, and then back to the national conference. So the national conference is where very serious decisions are taken. Um, and the most important ones are the direction that the party should take. And also they are all, the, the party also looks at the, its constitution. Um, sometimes when they go to conference, there are, there are proposals to to amend the, pro- the the constitution, and 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 the only um, structure that can take those decisions, it is the the national conference. Others who are aggrieved, by Mike, um, for an example, if um, if Ace tomorrow was to get um, expelled, um, he has an opportunity when the conference sits to actually appeal that decision. And then whatever decision is taken by the by the national conference of the ANC uh, stands. So it is the it is the it is it is the highest decision making body. And um it, it whatever decision it takes, it's it, it's more powerful than the NEC that sits after every um quarter. Uh, William, you know, Smoawonke has just outlined what, you know, very pro in very broad uh, brushstrokes, what goes on the agenda of, uh, of of the ANC's conference. But I, I've heard a criticism about the quality of delegates who go to conference, whether they are they actually they are able, all of them or most of them, to grapple with the many different policy issues that need to be decided on. And then reversing back 
because that conference also elects uh, members of the of the NEC to say even the NEC has become weakened over the years. You know, if you compare the 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 conference uh, the profile of 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 previous conferences, um, uh, whether it's Mafikeng or or the one in Echeguini or you know any of those places previously, we'd say under Mandela and and Tabombek, that the quality was much much higher. The intellectual and political quality was much much higher. What what's your assessment, you know, of of the current uh, state of affairs, you know, in the profile of of the NEC as well as uh, you know historically the the or, or of late of the of of, of the conference itself. Uh, thank you for having me again um, on the program. Uh, you know what we've seen a we've seen a decline in the quality of ANC leaders um, over the last decades. Now, if, if one compared you, you, you know the ANC NEC, for example, to the 1994 ANC NEC, um, really um, that ANC we had uh, professional people there, medical doctors. Um, lawyers and so on. So um, not necessarily that you know that professionals will make a better quality um, um, candidates, but still you know it's a big a big difference. So I, I think um, the ANC is really the conferences last couple of years. Um, the ANC has really been poorly served, serviced by um, delegates that go there that unfortunately don't you know don't are not quality in terms of ideas, in terms of policy knowledge, in terms of uh, debate, and then also the content of the policies themselves have been um, absolutely poor. Now, most of the conferences the past couple of years have been dominated by leaders of struggles, um, and unfortunately, I think this one now December will be again. Will be a leadership struggle instead of looking um, at um, a, a quality policy. Now, of course, you know, the reason why um, South Africa is in a crisis that we are is because the govern- governing party has been delivering poor leaders, uh, you know, from branch level upwards um, to the National Executive Com- uh, Committee. I mean, that really is because in development, any any country that has developed from a developing country to industrial country after the Second World War, uh, the, the, the big thing uh, or the, the critical factor has been the quality of leadership in governing parties. So we've seen a quality, you know, a decline, a significant decline of the quality of leaders and also the, the quality of policy discussions um, at the ANC conference um, since the party came to power in 1994. I, I want us to come back to the whole mechanism of leadership selection later on in our, in our conversation. Hey, but if I, if I may come back to you, and we look at uh, the, the, the actual physical or administrative preparations uh, for, for, for conference, by all accounts, it looks like there are serious problems at, at what is supposed to be the nerve center of the, of, the, of the organization that is supposed to be organizing conference and, and, and making preparations at Lutuli House, particularly the, in the uh, Secretary General's office. What is going on there? Yes, Pramaik, um, there, there, there are serious problems um, in the offices supposed to be running the, the ANC. Uh, so what happens that uh, first the Secretary General, who is like your CEO of the organization, uh, was suspended um, last year after he refused to step aside. Uh, so he is now shout, shouting from outside. Uh, he was then replaced by his deputy, who is um, JC Duarte. But earlier this year, Jesse Duarte fell ill, we are told. 
and she has not been able to adequately perform her duties. Um, and, and then the NWC, which is the National Working Committee, then decided to then assign uh, the Treasurer General, Paul Marshall, the task of, of acting in that position. We are talking about someone who has his other full-time position, which is to raise funds for the party. And we know that um, that portfolio, you, you need someone who's very much full-time there because of the problems the party is facing, um, failing to pay salaries and, 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 and things like that. So, so you have that crisis in that office. So what, what has happened is that um, they, have, they have tried to get other leaders to, to get involved. Uh, we are told Nomvula um, Makunyane, who's the head of organizing, has been very much involved in the running of that office. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they, they've got that capacity challenge uh, right now, which is really, as you would expect, if the, the, the main guy who's supposed to be running the office is not there, the deputy is not there, it, it's bound to, 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 to create a crisis. But yeah, because the, that office is very important, because that office is the one that um, that runs the audits of, 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 of branch uh, uh, NC branches. And, and end of the day, it's the, it's, it's the office, it's that process, the audit process that actually determines who 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 goes to, to to the national conference in December? But there are other challenges, Brother Mike, which are, 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 um, are, are out of their hands in, in a way of 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 branches where they, they when they try to meet they fight. We've seen that in Guazum Natal. We've seen that in, in the Eastern Cape as well. Um, they have other challenges of of their leaders that are being killed especially councillors. So it, it has not really been um, a, a smooth start to, to, to preparing for the national conference. Mm. Yeah, William, not, not a good reflection on a party that's supposed to be running not just itself, but the whole country, is it? I mean, is it, you know, it's a terrible situation. I mean, it also just tells you about the ANC itself. I mean, it cannot actually run, um, firstly, its own party organization. And secondly, I think we may see that December, uh, the ANC's December conference may be the most symbolic, symbolic conference in the party's um, history because there's no staff, because the staff haven't been paid. They're unenthusiastic um, to help. No general secretary um, um, to run um, um, the office. Um, and um, then also, I mean, at the branch level, uh, I think there's going to be a, a, lot, a lot of chaos and, and, and violence as people be uh, to be delegates, uh, because if you become a delegate, it is uh, an important entry possibly into government and uh, patronage um, and so on. But I also foresee that uh, if the conference is uh, chaotic, we may see quite a lot of core challenges uh, of um, people who have been elected or, uh, or uh, challenges of who should go as delegates. I mean, we've seen it at the last ANC conference, but I think this time we actually may even see more of these core challenges. And even may, may, we may even have last-minute challenges that uh, uh, block um, the conference uh, itself from actually taking uh, uh, going ahead. Yes, okay, let, let, let's go into the provinces, you know, because... Uh, often, you know, it's said that, you know, this province wants this and it is like the, the voting goes along uh, provincial lines. But uh, m- m- maybe let, 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 let's look at, at, at the, the, the state of affairs in the provinces themselves. Uh, shall, we, shall, shall we start with, uh, with, with KZN? 
which 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 uh, which seems to be like a bellwether for what may or may not happen. Yes, Pramik. Uh, so there there are about four provinces or five that are really crucial in the ANC when you go to conference, and and those are the provinces with the with the biggest number of of delegates that they send there. And KZN is one of them. And um, KZN Pramik is a uh, is a bit uh, complicated this time around because in the last two conferences um, of the ANC. KZN has um, has come to those conferences as a as a voting block, and 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 that's where really um, Zuma's power lay in, in in KZN. So it was his stronghold uh, from Limpopo, from Pulukwane conference to Mangaung. Those are really the the that's the, that's the province that really carried him. Um, but since then, from my, it, it, the province has been divided. Um, um uh, not uh, in two but in many pieces so um and and it could be traced to their failure to 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 get a KZN leader to the top six and uh, and and they 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 don't have that kind of a leader who who really um everyone looks up to so they there are serious challenges there with, with the leadership of the of, of the chairman, who's also the premier, who, who who is going to get challenged when the when the province goes to the elective conference conference in um, in June, uh, the latest. So the focus is, is on Etewini, which is due to elect new leaders, um, where uh, Zandile Kumete, who we know is a very staunch Zuma um, uh, supporter and, and, and is, is well within the the RET is going to try and 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 and, and, and uh, go back as the as the regional chairman. But what what we find what we find there is that even within her own faction, there are there are different factions because there are people who are, who are saying, no, maybe let's bring in someone else, maybe let's present it to the PEC. She will be up against um, the speaker of the of the Etewini Metro. Uh, his name is Tarat Nyawos. Nyawose is linked to the to the CR uh, campaign, and um, he was Maramaposa's backer even way back in in Nazareth. So all eyes are on it with Bramaik. With the, the the other region that is important in KZN has already had its conference and elected new leaders, which is Moses Mabida. Uh, Moses Mabida includes um, uh, the Midlands people, uh, areas like Peter Marisbeck. So the, 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 that region has already elected new leaders. So. The focus now is in Etewini, and then after Etewini, then all eyes would be on the provincial conference, where we expect Sikazizigalala to to be challenged. Um, they've been throwing a lot of names around, including the name of uh, Amazulu Chairman uh, Sandy Lezumu, who has uh, confirmed that he's standing, then we threw his name, and then there was another report in KZN this week that he's back in the race. So it's going to be very interesting. So Guazunatal is one of the provinces that we need to look at. And um, if, if there is a challenge for, for, for the presidency, I don't expect Guazunatal to come as a voting block, as a united block, voting for whatever candidate. I expect them to come to to go to the national conference if it's here in Gauteng or anywhere else, uh, very much divided. So KZN has got has got a a candidate problem that that that, that they don't have a clearly identified uh, candidate. What what about the other province, uh, Gauteng? 
in Gauteng, Mike, they, although they, they might not be, um, they might not be uh, as united as you, as as uh, someone like David Makura would want them to be. Um, they 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 are far from being a KZN in a way that there are there are two dominant factions um, that are fighting in Gauteng. So in Gauteng, you have a faction that is aligned to David Bakura, but which supports Panyaza Lesufi to take over from him as the as the provincial chairman. Then you have another faction that supports the the MEC of of local government um, and, and housing, Lebohang um, Maile, uh, on the other side. And, and, and the battles, uh, as, as in Guazun Natal, uh, um, is the same year in Gauteng. They are not really linked to national politics, but it's 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 it local dynamics. So um, it's been a long-standing uh, uh, battle that dates back to the last conference where where Lebohang uh, Maile was beaten by Panyaza Musufi for the position of chairman. So it is a replay of 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 that. Um, of of that battle, but now taking um, on the on the position of of, of provincial chairman. So yeah, that, that's how Gauteng. But uh, in terms of whether uh, the Gauteng supports Cyril or doesn't support Cyril, um, um, here it's it's it, it's 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 a bit as simpler than in case that, and in a way that although we have the RT faction here, um, it is not as dominant. And 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 and, and the current um, um, uh, candidates, none of them is uh, running on a RET faction or a CR faction. Um, both Panyaza Lusufi and um, and Lebohong have not come out to say whether they they oppose or support the president, as we have seen in in other provinces. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned initially four provinces that you said we need, you know, are critical that we need to watch, which are influential. So you mentioned KZN. Uh, we've just been to Gauteng. Eastern Cape is one of them. Eastern Cape is definitely one of them, Pramike. Uh, but Eastern Cape, we are so used to them being divided. Um, they, they were divided in Pulukwane. They were divided in Mangaung. Um, uh, and I, 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 I expect them to be only divided on local issues this time around, Mike. Um, because what we've picked up is that although um, um, there is Bab- there is Babalo uh, Matigizela who's challenging the current chairman Oscar Mabuyane, but it does not mean um, because Babalo is, is is challenging Oscar that is opposed to to to, to the current president. What we've picked up is that. Um, the Eastern Cape, like was Natal, will lobby uh, other provinces for a leader that comes from the Eastern Cape to occupy a top six position, um, uh, but not necessarily the presidency. So mm. their names have been thrown around. Uh, the name of Kwetemantashe, who hails from that pre- uh, province, uh, is from a village called Kala and is a very proud uh, Kala resident. Um, he, he is one of the names that are being thrown around in the province that, that um, um, the province would want uh, him to be retained in his position. But all, that also depends on his relationship with the with the leadership of the of, of the Eastern Cape, whichever faction that wins there. How does it relate to them? Uh, are, are these the, the leaders that believe um, in his leadership or else they will also... Uh, look for other names. So that, that's what we're expecting to come out of the Eastern Cape, that whoever wins will not come out and say, let's have a new president. What mm-hmm. they will push for is someone from that province to occupy top six position. Okay. And the fourth province to watch? 
Whole province to watch uh, Pramaik is uh, Limpopo. Um, Limpopo is, um, is is very special, Pramaik, uh, because we were always um, told that the, the the premier has had a fallout with the president, and that the president is only supported by the secretary of of, of Limpopo. But you you remember what happened then uh, during the January eight events? Was the premier? Who's the chairman who came out and said the second term for the president, which now um, um, means that um, they have stolen whatever ticket that the other grouping had um, going to their conference because the other grouping was said to be um, a Ramaphosa supporting grouping. But now the chairman has come out to say we back the president's second term. And, uh, and and now it means that whatever differences that are going to to take place there and play themselves out at the conference are going to be local issues. Um, whether <clears throat> someone like uh, 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 the, the 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 provincial treasurer there, who's um, who's accused in the VBS um, uh, scandal, uh, who's said to be really the strong man there. Uh, whether his 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 faction wins or the faction that is led by the provincial secretary wins, but what we know that Limpopo has come out and uh, using the statements of the chairman to say that they back the second term uh, of, of of President Cyril Ramaphosa. But the other province to watch, Bramai, uh, um, is also Mpumalanga. Uh, we remember this week, early this week, the president visited Mpumalanga. And uh, it's a province that is scheduled to hold its um, its uh, provincial conference uh, next week, starting next week, Friday. And what we have been told is that there is a serious um, um, uh, uh, talking that is taking place there between different factions, and they are trying to pull uh, um, one slate together that would be endorsed by everyone that will uh, be unchallenged. Um, that was the, the 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 news that came out of Umalanga uh, last week. But since the visit of the president, we are hearing that the might the dead plan might be in jeopardy because the the convener um, of Umalanga, Mandlandlov, who's also uh, in that uh, uncontested slate as the as, as the new chairman. Um, sort of like endorsed Cyril Ramaphosa's uh, second term. And um, we are told that there are people who may not be um, as excited as Love is by whatever he said at, at, at that meeting. So we, we so we know a week is a long time in politics and between now and then, maybe um, there might be a contest. Maybe someone might say, we no longer want Love, we want someone else. And, and it is, as I was saying, it's a province that we need to, look closely at, because it, at the last conference in Nazareth, they came out with huge numbers. I think they were the second or the third biggest uh, uh, province to send delegates there. So it's one of those provinces where we need to monitor, because it's also the home of the deputy president, um, who has not said anything, who has not said, I'm available, or I'm not available, I want to be president, or I want to remain deputy. So is the guy who, who, who plays his cards very close to his heart, to his chest. And, and we, ne- we need to keep an eye on Pumalanga as well. Uh, uh, William, just on the back of that, you know, that, 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 that the current deputy president is uh, playing his cards, his cards close to his chest and he's not declaring whether he's going to be standing or not. 
this this idea in 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 the ANC that people don't declare, they don't stand, they don't campaign openly. What what where where does it come from? Why does the ANC discourage uh, individuals uh, from standing as leaders and articulating what they stand for? I mean, you know that that you know that strategy came from the, when the ANC was in exile. So when it was an exile movement in opposition, it tried to you know to have a consensus. It tried not to have contested. Uh, um, elections in order to to keep uh, the unity of the party. So it's almost you know where where leaders were pre-elected uh, and then just you know confidence only endorsed them um, in order to uh, not to have uh, uh, competition. I mean, just think about this. I mean, the competition, for example, uh, at the last conference. Uh, uh, or the conference when it was between um, Jacob Zuma and uh, Tabumbeki was the first openly contested election of the ANC for like, you know, almost four or five decades. So that was really the first time. And unfortunately, in a democracy, one can't have uh, this kind of way of electing um, leaders. You know, uh, elections should be in the party, should also be open. Um, and, and be transparent so that people know, you know, for who and, and what are they voting for. But for me, I think the key thing in terms of is, is really the scrambling behind the scenes to try to get a competitor to uh, Ramaphosa because um, right now Ramaphosa seems to be, um, uh, there's no uh, competitors to him and he, on that basis he will be re-elected. But there's a really a push, uh, particularly in KwaZulu-Natal, uh, you know, they are trying to get Zuelim Kizi to stand for the presidency, um, to compete. So I think towards uh, just towards the end, maybe the, just the months and weeks before the conference, we may see uh, Zueli Mkhezi or even Amabuza. I mean, he's keeping, of course, he's, he's cast close to his chest, but I mean, he he's, he is already last year before the local government election, he declared that he is healthy enough uh, to contest uh, for the leadership. And then he was salted down immediately by the ANC at the time. But I think if Zuele Mekizi stands as uh, for the presidency um, to compete against uh, Ramaphosa, it's very likely um, that the current deputy president, um, David Mabuza, will also uh, put his hat uh, uh, forward uh, to compete. Mm. They, 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 just very quickly, William, the, 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 the idea that, you know, assuming that uh, 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 Sir Ramaphosa is standing, although he hasn't said so, uh, it's implied that he, he, he is standing. The idea that the leaders don't articulate what they stand for, does that not uh, amount to delegates voting blind? In, in other words, irrespective of who you want, even people who want uh, a second term or Cyril Ramaphosa or who want Israeli Mkize or whoever else, you know, or or even a a a woman delegate or woman deputy president that has been spoken about. That, that does it that, how how do they decide who they want if the people are remaining mum about everything, just about? And that essentially is really at the heart of the problem of our democracy, because within the ANC, the governing party, um, there's no open contestation. So uh, people don't stand on a platform of policy so that the members of the party know what they stand for. So people just vote essentially on, um, you know, last minute a candidate puts up his or her hand or or the last couple of years slays around a certain uh, uh, position. Now, and that essentially undermines our democracy because what it means is that people don't get elected based on uh, a set of policies. And even then when they become the party leader and then they become the government leader, 
um, they never had to sow what they stand for. So we get precedents where it's a Jacob Zuma and even a Ramaphosa where we don't know when they got elected in the party, we didn't know what they stood for. And when they become the president, we don't know what they stand for. And, and that's really as a weakness, as a real big weakness at the heart uh, of our politics. And of course, also it goes to our electoral system also, because our electoral system is what we call a close uh, party system. Uh, you, you know, candidates don't, uh, the party doesn't have to declare a party, um, um, their candidates uh, uh, um, uh, to the voters or even to their members uh, uh, and so on, which means by the time uh, we've got national elections after party elections, the citizens, you know, don't even, may not even know the candidate or what they stand for. So, so it's a weakness within the party system, but also a weakness clearly within our, our national electoral system also. Okay. Yes, no, I won't get that. The last word must go to you. There, there is a general assumption that uh, President Sir Ramaphosa is a shoe-in uh, for re-election in December. Is that is that is that overstating the issue? It's really not overstating the issue. Um, there are people within the ANC who are campaigning based on that. Um, there are people who are crisscrossing the country. Um, who may want to be deputy president or want to be uh, secretary general, but their campaign is based on 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 informing or lobbying whoever they are talking to to say for the ANC to be united and strong towards 2024, you don't need um, uh, divisions. And um, and, and and what they are preaching is that when you challenge the president, you are creating further division within the party and you're going to weaken the ANC going to the, to the 2024 elections. Whether that or how that message lands, whoever they're talking to, um, it remains to be seen. But what we've also witnessed, Pramik, is that there is not one uh, candidate who has really started a campaign that is fun that is really uh, finding a voice within the grassroots and that you can really tell that this campaign is gaining ground um we we, we were told that Linda Wesesudu was running a campaign she wrote uh, a, a controversial opinion piece she was in the news for a few weeks but that has all died down um in the past few weeks we had the name of Zoedim Kiza uh, being mentioned but you, that campaign has really really not caught uh, fire and um what we have seen now is pictures of Zoedim Kiza and Lindy Wesisuru appearing in different um events together which may be them which may be a them sending a sign to to their supporters that actually we can work together. But Bramak is also too early um, to say um, whether um, ANC branches are going to choose another name to challenge the president because the, these events that I was talking about the the the, the, the regional conference in Etewini, the, the 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 provincial conference in um, in Gauteng in the Eastern Cape in Limpopo in Pumalanga are really where the, uh, party members get to get together and discuss these issues but in the past Bramike, if you remember Cyril uh, Maposa's campaign started way early. We already knew around this time that Cyril Maposa was going to face um, 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 in Nazareth. Um, around this time, in Mangawung, we already knew that Kalema Mukante was standing. 
by around this time in the, ahead of Bulukwan, already knew that Jacob Zuma was going to challenge President Begi. And this time around, it's really um, not clear. Um, it, it, the situation is very fluid. And as I've given the examples of Sisulu and Nkise, it changes all the time. Um, next month, we may be talking about another <laughs> name. <laughs> and, and, and it's still about um, how many months? Uh, seven months? Yeah, just, to go. just the other side of seven months. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. But let's let's uh, let's wrap it up here for, for this week on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly. And I'd like to thank our guests, uh, Sbonga Gonkeshova, who's the Sunday Times Politics Editor, as well as uh, William Gumete, who's Associate Professor at the School of Governance at Vets University. And uh, for a podcast of this conversation, you can go to iono.fm, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you prefer to source your podcasts. I'm Mike Siluma. Until next time, do remember to stay safe, sanitize, wear the mask, and avoid crowded places if you can. Mm-hmm.